If you fly to the UK, fourteen days you must hide away. And if you break that quarantine, then you will have to pay. Yes, if you break that quarantine, then you will have to pay. You'll have to pay. We'll have to pay. <laughs> I like that. Barry Walsh is back with us. Yes, that's a fresh, very topical, that. fresh one for this week, isn't it? I like so it. For those of, the um, those of you that don't know, the UK introduced their quarantine laws this week, so that was Barry's response to it. So good on him. I like that. Good timing. Three months later. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm going to quarantine myself to celebrate Barry's song and not see you for 14 days. All right. That'll be nice. Yeah. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you very much. Very good. So... Yeah, I've had a busy. What have you been up to? <laughs> well, what we what we announced episode six this week. We are. Oh, and not only is it episode six, we've we've cracked another country wide open oh, like a nut, taking over the world. <laughs> One territory at a time. Dave, where have we cracked into this week? Canada. 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 One. Greetings, us. Canada. Now, blame Canada. <laughs> I bet they love all that. South Park. Yeah. Uh, Canada. Welcome aboard, Canada. I'm looking forward to learning a little bit about Canada because, again, it's another country I don't really know a right lot about. So that should no, be an interesting. But you are wearing a University of Saskatchewan I am. t shirt. And yeah. that's completely by accident that you've just pointed that out. Uh, this, was a, yeah. this was a gift by uh, from. Uh, a good family friend who's a, a teacher there. Ah, very so nice. she came to visit us uh, last summer, I think. Oh, no, about six months ago. But unfortunately, we were already on holiday. So she didn't actually come to visit us. She visited the in-laws just up the road and we weren't around. <laughs> Did she just leave the T-shirt on the doorstep? <laughs> yeah, so she sort of came last minute and we'd already booked our holiday, made our holiday arrangements, so... We were not to Canada. We were on the beautiful um, Isle of Iona in Scotland. Oh, yeah. So if uh, if nobody heard of Iona, Google it. The most beautiful place is Iona near Sky. Uh, no, not really. It's you go across to the Isle of Mull, and then you've got to drive the length of the Isle of Mull, which isn't that big, uh, and then you get a little ferry over. No cars are allowed on Iona. Oh, well, the, why sorry, not? that's a lie. <laughs> I'm not being very good here, am I? So, <laughs> you can take a car. Fake news, ladies and gentlemen, fake news. But you do need um, express permission to be able to take a vehicle on there, so there aren't many on. So you get the postie flying around in his van once. So what they do, he comes in on the on the little ferry and he tries to do all these deliveries before it goes back <laughs> so he doesn't have to wait for the, yeah. for the next time one. So... That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's only about... I like that. It's about three miles long, I think, Iona. So don't quote me on that. It's yeah. not very big. So, yeah. No. Beautiful. Anyway, I digress. No, it was a good digression. Is that Mull, as in Mull of Kintyre? Mull of Kintyre. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. that was number one, the year I was born. Good gracious. In fact, the day. Is that why you went? The, I think the day I was born, that was number one. 
you know something astonishing? Go on. I remember it being number one. <laughs> oh. I remember it oh. being on top of the pot. Showing your age there. Yeah, 26. Yeah. It was a re-release. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, incredible 10p there. Oh, there you go. Another 10p. I did so well last week. Yeah. And there's the first 10p. Um, I have a good story about Canada. Cool. Incredibly. I had an uncle who went to live in Canada and he went in the 60s when it was a torturously long journey. It wasn't like now that you could fly in six, seven hours. And um, he had days of a journey and then sent a postcard back. Now, listeners, we're in Blackpool and the town of Preston, Lancashire, is about 10, 12 miles up the road. Um, he literally went all that way and then sent a postcard back that said it's just took me three days to get to Preston. Because <laughs> he turned up in a town called Preston. Incredible. Uh, now, so, yeah, that was my... another interesting fact then. Hey, we're going from one to the other here. Where did Preston get its name from? Uh, Primark. Well, if you were assigned, this isn't the best example to use on the podcast, but if you use British Sign Language, uh, any deaf members of the community, if they're describing they are from Preston, make this indication. So for those obviously that don't make great radio or podcast. Not great radio, but, this, is it? Uh, that's uh, almost, you, you, you hold your fingers about an inch apart and uh, run it across your neck. And it was formerly oh. known as Priest Town. So the sign... Ah, the, is that why it's Preston? So the sign for Preston is Priest Town. So if someone says from Preston, they go, my name is Dave and Priest Town. There you go. And incredibly, I will now commentate on what Dave has just done. Um, he's done the priest collar around his neck. That's it. Fantastic. So. Now, once this becomes a video podcast that we keep promising, that would have been brilliant, though. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. It's a bit like um, if you're listening to the snooker, Alex Higgins is on the red. <laughs> so it, it, it yeah. did make sense to me. I can see him, listeners, and it did make a little bit of sense. There you go. Um, so, yeah, basically, hello, Canada. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> Canada, we've done nothing. To, we completely digressed off your beautiful country, but <laughs> we'll come back to it. Maybe we yeah. can. Uh, we'll feature a Canadian town of town of the week from one of the listeners. So, well, we'll let it. Uh, we'll give it another week or two, and then we'll have a look at see what cities or towns pop up, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Because this week we do have a town of the week. Oh, go on. If you, um, I've not. <laughs> so this is your bag. This one. This I have, I have nothing to do with town of the week. So this no, not after last this, week, not after the olive faux pas. This is as news to me as it is to everybody else. So yeah, well, Corning, California, from last week, have sent a legal cease and desist on Dave's um, <laughs> dissing of their olive festival. Yeah. So we will be um, fundraising for our legal fees to defend Dave and um, Olive Gate. Olive Gate. Oh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be oil right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> gosh. This week, that was, I apologise for that. This week, we're going around the world. Right. To the other side of the world. Can you think 
of any country we might go to on the other side of the world. <laughs> Would it be us? And it's not New Zealand with our one listener. Australia. We're going to Australia. Go on. Right. Town of the week. Warragul. Sp- in Victoria State. Warragul. Warragul. W-A-R-R-A-G-U-L. Have you ever heard of Warragul? I haven't ever. I know I do love Australian town names, though. You, yeah, well, you, you, you're gonna like. You this. have to say Australian town names with an Australian accent, don't you? This is Warragul. Well, Warragul. <laughs> Sounds like you're from Perth. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. G'day, g'day, Warragul. Go on. How you going? Uh, do you got bound to the dog there? <laughs> the uh, which is ironic because this is a fact I've learned. The the Warragul is an Aboriginal word. Do you know? Have you any guess what it might mean? No, I'm not even going to try. It means I'm going to break the suspense. It means wild dog. Okay, wild yeah, dog, which is interesting. It's um, it's the main population and service centre of West Gippsland region and the Shire of Borbo. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> B-A-W, B-A-W, Borbo. Now, this is what attracted me to it after Olive Gate. It is um, noted for dairy farming and other niche agriculture and has long been producing gourmet foods. Ooh. So, yeah, so what's the, what's I'm pretty sure something in there you won't like. What's the niche? I'm going to find out now. So, um, so gourmet, what was the comment you made for, though? Dairy farming and niche. Niche agriculture. Niche agriculture. What niche? What's niche about agriculture? Well, I'm going to find out. How are they growing? I'm just looking. Uh, they have a tertiary institution, the Central Gippsland Institute of TAFE. Warragul United Soccer Club. Football. Um, yeah, they're saying soccer here. So is that... Is that, G'day, is that you're going to the soccer. Is that football as we know it, or Aussie soccer football? Oh, I like Aussie. Have you ever watched Australian rules football? Brilliant. You, it makes a Brilliant. mockery of our footballers, doesn't it? You, it's unbelievable. You see them kicking, and, and I'll gladly pay the ten. You see them, they <laughs> see them kicking each other and chucking the, and then they're all just oh yeah, straight back up again, and then our lot just yeah. roll over like dying swans. Yeah, they do. They they be like punching each other in the face yeah. during the game, and nobody gets sent off. Nobody gets in trouble. We're not advocating that. No, but what I'm saying is. Um, there's nothing finer than that commentator shouting, knock on Collingwood, <laughs> Collingswood. There used to be, when I was a kid, they did show it for a while on Channel 4, and there was um, the Lionel Messi of Australian Rules football was called Dip Domingo. Right, listen, you're just doing some... it again. How did you remember that? I don't know, because I don't remember birthdays or what I did last Wednesday. <laughs> if Rachel listens to this, oh, God. she'll kill me for that. Dip Domingo. Yeah, Dip Domingo. Right. I can't find much about the niche agriculture. So we might move on to Dip Domingo. <laughs> um, he was great. 
Warragul's Petersville Milk Products Factory in Queen Street supplied the famous Peter's Ice Cream Brands Factory in Mulgrave with the dairy raw material for 35 years. The plant also manufactured skim milk powder under the famous Dutch Jug brand. Have you heard of the Dutch Jug brand? No. I've heard of a Dutch Jug band. <laughs> it sounds like a good name for a band, yeah. that, not a... It does, yeah. We should start that band. Okay. Dip Domingo's Dutch Jug Band. So Warragul is basically a farming community. Yes, by the sounds of it. Very good. So we'd like to welcome our Warragul listeners. Ten listeners, as far as I can tell, or ten listens. In Warragul. In Warragul. <laughs> on the other side of the world. <laughs> Brilliant. If... If you're listening in Warragul and you want to drop us a line, um, or if you are a relation of Dip Domingo, yeah, you want to get in touch. I think there's a pattern emerging here because it tends to be people listening in when there's clearly nothing else better to do in their own hometowns. <laughs> do you think we'll outlast lockdown? <laughs> this is Warragul. I wonder if there's not a right lot to do, so just clicked yeah, on Well, us. I've got some pictures. But I'm just looking up. I'm trying to find you a picture of Berto Roberto Dipia Domingo. Dominico. Is that Dip Domingo? Yeah, there's the lad. <laughs> Proper 1970s looking fella. There he is. Dipper. The Dipper. Look at that. You oh, can't wow. see, but what I'm showing Dave... It's a picture of him. <laughs> the best with large handlebar mustache. He looks like Harry Enfield's character. Like, hey, calm down. <laughs> he does. He looks like um, yeah, one of the, the scousers out of Harry Enfield. Yeah, he does. What a lad he was. A retired Australian rules footballer who represented Hawthorne. Right. From the 1970s, get this, to the 1990s. Wow. He was getting beat up every week year career. for 20 years. Popularly known by his nickname, Dipper. Dipper. Yeah, he was a good lad. One of the most successful Italian-Australians to play the game. Wow. So, yeah, if you are Dip Domingo and you want to get in touch, <laughs> we'd like to have you on the show. <laughs> All these are... And if you're Dip Domingo and you live in Warragul... <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's ever been. So, yeah, there you go, listeners. That was this week's Town of the Week. We need to get a jingle um, for that. I think I'll get on to Barry. Town of the Week we jingle, please, Barry. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a picture here, and they've got a McDonald's. Have they? They have. It's nice. Look them up, oh. Speaking of lockdown and um, Google Earth. McDonald's. Gone. McDonald's has reopened. Oh, oh, my God. Did you see the palaver when they reopened this week? I had 20 chicken nuggets. Oh, please tell me you didn't <laughs> flock there the minute it opened. No, I'll let Rachel go. Um, I didn't queue because I, I clocked that the line for the McDonald's was... Did, oh, hang on, bless you. The line for the McDonald's wasn't didn't appear that big until you got there and then they'd funneled it round the um, Morrison's grocery store car yeah, park. Yeah, I saw it. 
Yeah. I thought, which saddles are sat in that? Yeah, Rachel. The Cartmel family. So, yeah. So I think it took her 40 minutes. So, but I'll tell you what, they were good chicken nuggets. You, I'd, I'd miss them chicken nuggets, I tell you I'm that. I'm speechless. Cornerstone of a healthy diet. Well, I, that, I would strongly recommend going and getting just the pork patties. So they're double sausage and egg McMuffins. You can remake them easily on uh, using the Aldi oh. or uh, Morrison's pork patties. They're lovely. He's been cooking again. Muff, Listeners, muffin, he's been cooking again. Pork patties, slice of cheese, and a nice round fried egg on top. Beautiful. Yeah. Again, listeners, tight. <laughs> Doesn't want to pay the prices at McDonald's. I bet that cost you more than McDonald's. I've just introduced the ecstatic meal. <laughs> Could you put that up on the um, Facebook page? Yeah, we'll make one. Why not? I'm going to trump your cheese toasty. You'll never be cheese toasty. <laughs> and let's not mention the word Trump no. this week. Good grief, no. For obvious reasons. Um, we mention Trump yeah, every week, so, but we end up having to cut it completely out of the edit because we just slack yeah, the fellow off the entire time. Yeah, just in case. That for legal reasons, listeners, there are edits made to some of this <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Um, so, yeah, but uh, we may not have travelled to see Trump. We may still be locked down, but I've travelled a little bit further. This week? Up, yeah. I am only a 1,000 steps away, or 1,070, from completing the Everest Challenge. Oh, you are. So we've been this evening yeah. out on the promenade, didn't we? We have. So we've... Socially distanced. Filmed Simon doing the uh, steps in front of the... We have a, a large disco ball on the promenade, so... We do. We've uh, how big would you say it is? Um, twenty feet. About twenty foot. Thirty yeah, about feet in diameter. Twenty foot. Something like that. I would have thought. It's big. I would think it's probably one of the biggest disco balls in the world. And it works. It rotates twenty four hours a day. It does. It's um, very very nice. Looks good with the sunset behind it. Does. It. Yeah. So I have nearly completed the challenge. Dave ran up and down the steps with me tonight a couple of times. <laughs> So that was good. How are you? Um, uh, how are your knees holding out? Yeah, well, my right knee tonight gave me a bit of jip, to be fair. Right. But I think it was a different, a different movement because um, what I didn't admit to you was that I went up and down them steps because we went all the way to the promenade, and I forgot to bring the step. <laughs> the one, <laughs> the most integral part of the operation. Uh, yeah, I was still on the side in the kitchen when I got home. Well, I just assumed you weren't bringing that anyway. I thought you'd be doing it up and down the steps. Well, the steps work very well. And I, to use um, a Northern English phrase, listeners, I went like the clappers mm. up and down them steps. Quite what that phrase means, I've no clue. But I'm going to Google it while like you carry the clappers. Like the clappers. Where does that come from? Yeah, see, if you can find the reason... The provenance of the phrase like the clappers. So it was quite nice because people came past and questioned um, my sanity, the sanity of doing it. Um, some people stared 
in amazement. <laughs> a man running up and down five steps. And some cheered you nice, on. Wasn't some it? give you some active encouragement. There's one yeah. lady stopped and had a chat for five minutes, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, it's good. On the live stream. Didn't realise she was live to the world. Yeah. She didn't give me any money, like. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that. But she said it was a good effort. Yeah. Have you found Like the Clappers? So, Go Like the Clappers. So, is go very fast in a vigorous manner. So, that's fairly accurate in what you were doing this evening. It is. So, it says, this term isn't common outside of the United Kingdom and is now considered rather archaic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For obvious reasons. So, the earliest citation found is from a 1942 newspaper piece by Associated New Staff writer Alfred Wall, in which he listed various RAF slang terms. A pilot oh. a pilot chased by the enemy goes like the clappers or full out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so like says, what's the clappers refer to isn't entirely clear, but for the most likely um, derivative is a reference to the clappers of bells. An early form of the phrase was go like the clappers of hell. And given that the bells have oh. clappers, it may have been that the rhyme of hell and bell is significant. RAF pilots were oh. often from English public schools where the ringing of handbells to mark the time was common. There you go. Oh. And the bells were rung. Very nice. The bells Thank were you. rung vigorously. <laughs> I bet they were. <laughs> well, my bells were rung vigorously tonight. Yeah. Yeah, as I went up and down. There you go. Um, yeah. So, well, I'm pleased to learn that. I've never, I haven't used the phrase for probably 30 years, and now that I've used it, I know where it's come from. I expect you to go like the clappers every night from here on in. Oh, you've only got one night left. (laughs) Well, I've only got one night, but let's see um, how clappery I can get. Happy clappy. On the challenge, thanks for explaining. Happy clappers. (laughs) Make sure your face is covered up. When you travel on a bus And try to stay alert When people surround you Then if you're flying on a plane Or take the subway and use a train Cover up your face Or they will find you So, I have This week Found myself a new passion what have you found? I'm worried by this, well, the way you've put it. It's so... A new passion. See, I can stop talking about Marvel now because I've seen them all. So we're done. Have so you finished? That's finished. Well, I've seen Endgame anyway, haven't I? But I've watched it again. You I have? have? Yeah, I've watched yeah. it again. So I have seen every Marvel film. So a milestone in my lockdown achievements has been has been, been realised. So... Round of applause for Dave there. <laughs> Thanks. Did you watch the Spider-Man? Oh no! I'm sorry. Right. Okay. False alarm. Revert. Look at that. I haven't watched fake news. Fanagan. I haven't watched the <laughs> Spider Man. Right. I'll watch Spider Man this week, and then I can say. That. Anyway, so what did I get into? Oh yeah. So this week, um, I've started playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> have you just played it this week, or have you played it for a fortnight? No, just started this week. So, um. Who have you been playing it with? Have you been playing alone? Um, <laughs> well, it's I've been playing with my daughter, Ella, who we've met. Yeah. I've been playing with 
my nephew um, Isaac. And yeah, how old's he? Uh, he's eleven. Yeah, and my brother, who is of thirty-nine years of age, also. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was a big. Uh, we 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 started getting together fairly regularly now to play Fortnite. So you and your brother, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. He has a very serious job, doesn't he? He's a very responsible man. Yeah, we'll not go into that now. We'll leave that we for won't. now. <laughs> But we'll just say he has a very responsible job. What are you trying to say? In the day and at night, he's knocking about on Fortnite with Dave. Yeah, so uh, it's great. Have you ever played it? Have you ever seen it? No, I've seen the people in the sweatshirt and the T-shirt. I think Brad got in on it, my 18-year-old, when it first came out. I think he was in on the ground floor. Yeah. And then announced it had become a bit popular. Yeah, well, a bit like Minecraft. See, we're uh, we're getting to this very late in the day, I'm sure, but it's very, very addictive. So basically, you, what do you have to there's do? There's one map, so you get parachuted in from a flying boss. <laughs> <laughs> I've just heard myself. Were you just drinking? <laughs> yeah, and then you choose your spot to land in. And then you start working your way around the map. So the map's just got the different zones and you head towards them. During the period of the game, so for the solo version of the game, for example, there'll be a 100 people and you have to be the last soldier standing. So you land... So you fight. So you fight. You land and all you've got at your disposal is a pickaxe. So with that pickaxe, you can harvest wood, metal and things to build yourself stuff to help you around. And then you also collect weapons and ammunition as you're going around from different outbuildings and trucks and you can drive boats and helicopters and it's all very, very enjoyable. You've got that's good for you because you've got your pilot's license. <laughs> fashion. We're back to the pilot again. So, yeah. If you as long standing listeners will remember, Dave is He's a drone pilot. Yeah. Got a bit of an advantage there. Yeah. Has that helped you in this? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd hate so, to be. Yeah, it's good fun. So we're just running around like idiots. and then, But you can have like team games and duo games. And so myself and my brother like to run around um, in duo mode, taking over the world. So I'm sure we're probably the oldest people in the whole game and beat, yeah. beating up teenagers. Yeah. yeah, old Ken be sat in his, his bath with his women. 50 women <laughs> playing Fortnite going, oh, I've got 10 years on them, boys. <laughs> Have you ever won? Have you ever been the last men standing? Well, it's funny you should say that, Simon. I'm just calling oh, up. No. I even screenshot it. Oh, can you see that? Hang on. Let's see. I can see what I can see, listeners, is he has he has taken a screenshot. Number one. Number one. Victory Royale, it reads. Did you win one? I won one. I was the last man standing for the first time. Was your brother on that? And that one? was about ten minutes before we started recording this tonight. <laughs> no wonder he's feeling good. He had a look of it in his face today, like he was feeling good. Yeah. What um what happens if it comes down to you and your brother? Well, would you then turn on each other? Oh, I yeah, presume you help you each other out. Well, no, because it depends what mode you're in. So if you're in duo mode, you work as a team and you've got the last two standing. Ah. See? 
Is there a trio mode? Yeah, there is, yeah. A, a quad mode? You can have entire teams. I know where this is going. We're going to be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have more than one. I don't know what five you is, You can have though. more than one in a team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you play it on? Um, well, it's on the kids' Switch, but I've been playing it on my iPad. Oh, yeah, because you can play it on different things, can't you? Yeah, so my daughter plays it on a Switch. My brother plays it on a Switch. Isaac plays it on a Xbox, I think, or a PlayStation, one of the two. Yeah, very good. And you're on the iPad. I'm on That's good. Old school iPad. Is it? It, it? I keep thinking of it like Minecraft. How are you with Minecraft? Yeah, I like Minecraft. Yeah, a very creative, creative mind. I like building. And I'm yeah, like, you I, do. You built a bar. I always get a bit giddy, and then end up doing daft things like mine carts that are roller coasters and. Going through caves and building <laughs> myself tunnels to multiple properties. It's how I'd imagine. It was, it was good for. It's, it's how I'd imagine Isolation Island to be. We should do a Minecraft Isolation oh. Island. Yeah. Yes, you should. You should hang on. It's a bit of a team effort. This. It is supposed to be a team effort, but uh, <laughs> my son was into Minecraft before it was big. He was in there niche, a bit like Fortnite. He got in there early doors. Right. Um. And had me trying it when he was whatever age he was. And, uh, yeah, I was hopeless. I'm a very creative person. But, yeah, I couldn't figure out. I dug the holes all right, but I couldn't ever, you know, build stuff. He was knocking up the Taj Mahal and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, an entire Disney World, whatever he built. Some great creations when you look. Down to the minutest detail. But I, I couldn't get my head around it. No, look, it's... Pong. But again, it's really clever, isn't it? A really basic concept that just just has evolved. It just goes to show it's it's like... Yeah. Was it Lego's the most popular toy of the century or something? Yeah. After all these years. And yeah. for all the technology and robotics in the world, you can't get past clicking a couple of bricks together. Yeah, because the, and building whatever you want to build. The human mind just needs to be um, enthused every now building. and again and building and, yeah. It does. Love it. And you're my, how old are you now? What are you doing? Yeah. 42. And you're on four now. Yeah, I know. So there we go. I'm going to be on some. <laughs> it's the mind ages. I'm going to be on a register next week, yeah. aren't I? <laughs> See, th- there was none of that problem with Pong. No. Where do you stand on Pong? What? Which one was Pong? Do you remember that? No. Pong was just the 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 ball, and the you'd bat it back from side oh, to side. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh no, you see that? Great. Yeah. I could play that all day long now. Exactly. That was the problem. They come out with the best one first. Yeah. They never beat it. Like Pac Man, big resurgence now, isn't it? Pac Man. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of Pac-Man. I was quite good at Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah, Space Invaders. And when we got Manic Miner, it was like witchcraft. <laughs> Jet, Jet Pack Willy. Jet Set Willy. But I won't talk about when I got Jet Pack Willy, <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> it might have been on the 1830 I went on. You get a dodgy knockoff copy. It's meant to be Jet Set Willy. <laughs> yeah. Not Jet. Well, I had, um, in the 80s, when other people had things like the Sinclair Spectrum, because we were down the council end, I had um, a Dragon 32, uh, which was a Welsh home computer. I remember them. Yeah, they were really good. Um, but 
basically everything was a knockoff. Yeah. So Hunchback was called like Quasimodo and Hyper Olympics was called like Super Olympics and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was clearing out a storeroom at um, the office the other day and I found a old Amstrad word processor PC. Oh. The one that had the green screen and the floppy disk drive yeah, yeah. on the top. Yeah, we had one of them. What are you going to do with it? Well, it's going. To, it's actually going to go in an exhibition for our work. So we're doing an exhibition of oh. technology throughout the ages. So we've got just about every device we've ever trained on or used in that office. So the incredible. So we've, got type, we've got an early typewriter from the fifties, sixties, and then, yeah. Do you know what else I found in the cupboard while I was clearing it out? I'm loath to ask. A radio unit from a Lancaster bomber. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because you know what I'm looking up now? What? eBay. <laughs> How much is it worth? Let's forget you watch them call it. Let's forget your exhibition, unless yeah. you're selling tickets. Yeah. Um, we need to build more stuff on Isolation Island, so let's find so let's out. Let's just get some retro stocking and resell it. Yeah. My next door neighbour, I'm sure he doesn't listen to the podcast, his his job, he sells old computer systems and old, like, Super Nintendos and Mega Drives right. and Sega Saturn or whatever. Um, so there's money in that. So what was it? An Amstrad word processor? Amstrad word processor. I can't remember exactly what it was called. It was one of them, and it had a green screen. It was just a white monitor with a green screen. And a flop and a keyboard, a keyboard obviously, and a floppy drive in yeah. the side. I don't think did, did they have mice? I don't think they even had mice, did they? No, they didn't. That no, was, you just navigated round with pre mouse. It was pre mouse. Only Apple had the mouse. Right, let's have a look. Get out. You see one? What's your What's your bet? Oh, it won't be a lot. Unboxed. What? Well, what do you think it is unboxed? Can't be a lot. 50 quid. Refurbished. Come on. 275. All oh, right, okay. 275. In a box, it's not in the box, is it? No, is it? 500 quid. Wow. It's a brand new. 500 pounds. That's all right. Even the, um... <laughs> Even the manual's three quid. <laughs> I have to look up the manual. That is incredible. Let me see a picture of that. Is it the right one? It will be. Hang on. I'm going to show him the picture now, listeners. So. That's it. I can tell already that? that's the one. That's the yeah, one. that's it. We had one of them. So I'll have to get it fired up, see if we get it working. I'm sure it works. It's a portable one. No. Yeah. £99. I don't imagine that was very portable for its age. No. Not very. It doesn't look very good. Yeah, because it's got the... Um, Oh, there's the tapes. I don't remember it having tapes, though. I remember the floppy disk. Oh, yeah, that was the later ones. Yeah. Data tapes. Easy word processor. Right. So, well, yeah, that's... what was your other thing? Let me look that up. Uh... I'm sure eBay hasn't got a Lancaster Bomber radio. How do you know it's a Lancaster Bomber radio? Because it was given to us. Because where I work, we have a heritage element to our centre. And um, yeah. it's... Uh, every now and again somebody will wander in and it's in Trafford Park in Manchester and obviously before the war during the war Trafford Park was a massive manufacturing base mm. in the northwest 
and they used to make all sorts. They used to make the engines, I think, for the Merlin aircraft and things like that, or parts of them anyway. And uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. somebody just wandered in one day and said, I've got this thing in my boots. Do you want it? He says, yeah, go on then. Incredible. So he said, all of it, and it's just full of valves, really old school yeah. valves. So we plugged it in and it lit up. So it works. So Does it look like it's that? not. Yeah, that looks. Yeah, that looks like it to me. Yeah. Right. So it's got, What's your betting on that? This is a buy it now or best offer. Forty pounds postage. No. Oh yeah. It's it. It, it took three. Yeah, of, is it heavy? It's easy. Took two or three of us to lift it. Right. So what's your betting? And this one doesn't look in the best nick. Is it in good nick? <laughs> it was in a bloody Lancaster. Good condition. It was in a Lancaster Bond bomber. <laughs> 360 pounds. Oh, right, okay. But it's more the story. So imagine, imagine the stories that thing could tell. Yeah, no. Huh? There's one here for 59. It's got no cover. Yeah. Fantastic, that. There you go. The uh, Well, maybe we could get some pictures of them up on the Facebook page. I'll take some pictures when I'm in the I'm going to the office on Thursday. I'll take some pictures of it. Take some pictures. I was you've just reminded me, and I don't know why. I was gonna say before we got onto Pong and Lancaster Bombers, yeah. where did you used to stand on We Indiana Jones? Lego Indiana Jones. Funny you should say Lego. Did you ever play them? Lego Indiana or Jones. Lego Star Wars. No. Yeah. I was all just oh. no, all I wanted, and all I'm trying to get now, and I can't get them for love no money, are just normal red bricks. I don't I don't want packs. I don't want a house. I don't want a barn or a stable or a car. I just want red brick. Just red? Just red brick. That's all we want. Just like I used to have when I was I younger. Is that all you had when you were Just red bricks and the bases, and you can just make your own. Mm. Oh, yeah. But now it's all, We've got a base. it's all fiddly bits, and you've got to buy kits, and it's hard work just getting the bricks yeah. on their own. Yeah, I used to get them. I have a feeling Rachel might have sold them. Right. But um, we used to have the base and just a bucket of bricks. That's it. That's all you need. You don't need all of it. Yeah. Because you open these packs now and five minutes after using them, they're in pieces anyway, and then you can't find the bits to put yeah. them back together again. After lockdown, I might let you come round and sit on the back lawn and play with them. <laughs> Talk about the bricks now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even now, we could go out and have um, we You're allowed to have a picnic, aren't you? Yeah. So as long as we sit on a picnic rug, we could go down the park and you could build Lego to your heart's content. <laughs> just look like I'm on day release and brought you to look after me. <laughs> and we'll definitely, if we do that, listeners, we'll definitely put pictures of that up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was Me good. sat in a blanket in a field yeah. playing with Lego. Yeah, run for it. for the day. Yeah, it's a good thought. So, what else have you done? Not been in your garden this week, I imagine, because the weather, listeners, has not been great. No, it's been shocking. Yeah. Well, the pad- I'm actually it's been awful. I'm looking out at the paddling pool now and it's looking rather sorry. It's just hanging over garden chairs. <laughs> I had to empty it, so it needs another refill. Oh, what happened when you emptied it? Where did the 4,000 gallons of water go? <laughs> My garden just turned into a lake. It looked great. <laughs> that's what I said. Well, that's why we had to get rid of ours, because Rachel said it flooded everything. And it, yeah, it flooded for a bit. Soon goes, doesn't it? Yeah. Soon goes. 
good for the grass. It is. Um, yeah. So they've inspired. So the, the other, after doing the bar and bits, that's inspired now just about every person I know uh, within a circle of friends has all gone out now and built their own bars. That is incredible. Uh, Glenn, a good friend of mine, he's currently this week working on a. He's acquired a beer keg, a metal beer keg. Yeah. He's made himself a lid on it, and then he's put lots of bottle tops all the way around the lid, and then epoxy resin over it, so it's a nice clear topped oh. bar. So a table, Very a nice. table to go with his bar. No. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing that. I quite like that. that. Well, that might be another. Maybe after this is over, we could go on a, a bit of a bar crawl <laughs> we do a bar around people's yeah. gardens. <laughs> Good. Around the gardens of Blackpool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not like that bar crawler went on with 1830, but you know, <laughs> you never know. Once I'm on my lime and soda. Really, you. Yeah, anything could happen. But yeah, it was a shame actually the weather because um, normally at this time of year we would march in the annual Pride Parade, wouldn't we, in Blackpool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this year, um, it was a virtual pride parade because of coronavirus. The irony of which is, it's normally, it's like a monsoon, isn't it? Yeah. Every year. Yeah. And this year, it was quite nice and sunny. I watched it. It was everybody good. sat inside. So the Blackpool Pride did a virtual pride. Did you tune in? I did tune into some of it. I tuned in because what was funny, um, I think it was Mark Allman did go on. And he was singing away, and my 14-year-old daughter walked in and said, oh, my God, how old has Robbie Williams gone? <laughs> <laughs> I had to explain I, the distinction. I saw a bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Must have tuned in. He was, he was all right. I'd missed right, said Fred. They were on. Oh, well, be like looking in a mirror for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um, your hall of mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Speaking of Robbie Williams, we talked about this early on, didn't we? Um, how good it's been that bands have done their own little shows from the houses. Yeah. Did you didn't see the week before last? Did you, Robbie Williams and Take That? I didn't. But funny enough, I wish I had because it was on our virtual quiz this week. At who didn't attend? Ah, which one of them? Yeah. The wise one. Do you know the answer? It was the worst 42 minutes. Was it? Was it bad? <laughs> I have ever seen, yeah. It wasn't live. It was heavily edited. Right. They were just trying a bit too hard. Um, and Gary Barlow sounds like an accountant that's turned up to sing, <laughs> which is ironic because he's accountant. <laughs> he pays taxes. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, sung like a canary when he'd... <laughs> the, um, what was it... The Greatest Day or something. Um, I kept singing that whilst watching it as um, HMRC, they're coming after me. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, it was awful. But there you go. Well, we've passed another milestone. Episode six, and I think that's about 40 minutes of nonsense. Nonsense, we achieved exactly what we set out to do. Yeah, we are fulfilling our remit, (laughs) not just for the nation now, but for the world. It is. (laughs) 
So to all our listeners in, uh, obviously the UK, but we are now bigger in America at the moment. So if you want to make a comeback UK and listen, where else have we got? Australia. New Zealand, Canada. Canada, Italy has appeared on the map. Italy, three listens in Italy. We've still got the four in Chechnya. We have got the four in Chechnya sticking <laughs> with us. So, yeah. So, we want to say hello to all of them and um, goodbye till next week. Thank to you. Them. Yeah. Have we got some Barry Walsh to play us out? Of course we have. We've always got Barry Walsh. So Barry Walsh always see us in. We love Barry Walsh. See him at the middle and we'll see him at the end. Yeah. Big thank you, Barry Walsh, for sending more. Keep sending them. What were we going to ask him to do? Town of the Week? Yeah, we'll need a jingle for Town of the Week, don't we? Yeah. Town of the Week, Town of the Week. Town of the Week, Town of the Week. Yeah, if if Barry, if you're listening, if you can knock us Town of the Week up, Dave will pay you 300 quid for it. So, <laughs> you reckon <laughs> he's gone quiet now, right? I mean, Warrigal, yeah, Warrigal, yeah, see you again, Warrigal. That was awful. That's the worst Australian accent. On that bombshell, yes. Before we go, uh, somebody got married in Lytham years ago, and Paul Robinson from Neighbours went. I just remember that as a St. <laughs> John's Church, Lytham Front. Right, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. We can still download the podcast from all the major podcasts. You can drop us an email or go on Facebook or Twitter. Good night. A little bit of isolation won't do us any harm. A little bit of segregation won't do us any harm. And everyone across the nation is keeping safe and warm. We've all agreed to a little bit of isolation. Good grief, that was the longest ending ever. Don't forget to subscribe.